You are listening to the Nosy Dragon. I am your dungeon master slash innkeeper, Jocelyn. I am joined by my players slash patrons, Ben. Good evening. And nobody else. <laughs> this session, we talk all about chromatic dragons. This episode was made possible in part by OxyShine. More about them later in the episode. Woof. How's it going? Hello. I am here. And uh, as you'll, I think you'll notice, uh, behind me, I've got, uh, I've got a, bit of, a bit of a prize I brought in today. What's that? Uh, it's large, it's round, and it's got something inside it. Can you guess what it is? Your belly. I poached a dragon egg. Um, why, why would you think that I would like that? Um, what would make, what in your right mind would make you think that, that I'm cool with that? That that's a good thing? I... I, I just I um. That'd be like, hey, I've got something cool. It's round <laughs> and warm, and dead. It's a pregnant woman I boiled. The but and I'm gonna cut open her pregnant stomach and eat her unborn child. No, no, not poached as in like cooked. I mean, like I took it. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Jeez, what uh, kind of monster do you think I am? I'm not gonna know, cook an unborn dragon. That's why I was very confused as I to think, why you were. Oh. I was thinking like, oh, interesting. I guess, man. I guess you'd like to die and uh, <laughs> never, never return to this material no, place. I, I found a dragon egg out on its own, and I brought it here because I don't know what to do with it. Is it a metallic dragon egg? I don't think so. Because then I'll have to kill you again. Anyway. Wait, no! What? <laughs> it's chromatic. Chromatic eggs are bad and therefore a morally gray area. <laughs> I, um, I've always thought that uh, dragons were nature versus nurture. But um, I don't know. I, I raised a baby green dragon uh, till he was 57 wow. and... Uh, he was the most mischievous little bastard ever. And um, yeah, pretty much once he figured out, you know, how to cut ties with me, I never saw him again. So ah. I don't know. I think, you know, I believe he was a little bit, I'd like to think he was less evil than your average green dragon. But mm. I mean, yeah. Wow. Well, what it's quite the emotional and uh, traumatic um, dilemma I've brought into your your tavern today. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right, so this episode <laughs> we're talking about dragons, specifically chromatic dragons. Which, if you're not familiar with the words, metallic is gold, bronze, copper, silver, mm. and something else. Gold, bronze, copper, silver, and uh, tin, no. <laughs> uh, pewter, Pew <laughs> zinc, <laughs> uh, aluminum, gal gallium, <laughs> the uh, gallium dragon, mm, lead, lead dragon. They just have guns. <laughs> A bullet breath weapon. <laughs> oh wow. Someone's homebrewed that, I'm sure. But that's not what we're talking about today. Quicksilver. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember the last one for whatever reason. I'm cop. I'm, I'm, I think it might I'm... be just those few. It's gold, silver, copper, bronze, and I think that's it. Gold, silver, copper, bronze, blank. There's there's a fifth one. Hmm. Whatever. I can't think of it. Brass. There we go. Brass. 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 Brass and yeah. bronze are so similar. It's yeah. like, yeah. Uh... 
Yeah, and and you know, speaking as a gold dragon, bronze bronze are just knockoff gold dragons. <laughs> <laughs> just people trying to to, uh, to knock off. Brass is what people use. I don't know bronze too, but both of those metals are people polish them and put them on things to try to make trade, it look like it's yeah. gold. Mm. When at you least, can't afford to put gold. At on least them. with brass, you know they've got good music taste. You know. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, well, then, then there's also the chromatic dragons, which are the standard colors, the RGB. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you got your red dragon, you got your blue dragon, your white dragon, your green, and your black. Um, wow, that really is RGB. It's, I've never thought is, about it. There is RB, RGB dragons. <laughs> um black white and yeah mm, there you go interesting all the colors you can you could use chromatic dragons to make a uh, an, an lcd screen <laughs> oh wonderful yeah. take a little a little more blue dragon away and you get a little closer to like yellow or orange <laughs> exactly um yeah so how to use dragons in D. &D. Mm. so often dragons can feel like they are, you know, it's in the name Dungeons and Dragons, but dragons can feel like this. They're so epic mm. that they're too epic. And so they often don't see play in your games because it's like, well, if I bring in a dragon, people are going to run or they're going to, it's not going to, it's not going to go well. So we're just yeah. going to be kind of discussing how you can make dragons, specifically cr chromatic dragons. I almost said traumatic dragons. <laughs> a little, traumatic. little too much conversation earlier. In the opening bit. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I don't know. In my experience from D&D &D that I've played, dragons, they, they're few and far between. You don't see them everywhere unless a campaign specifically built out to be like a, a dragon-centric campaign. And even so, I haven't really played one like that. But even like... I don't know. I feel like in campaigns that both I've DM'd and I've been in, um, there's been at least one dragon um, interaction. If not, they they take up a, a, a large place in some part of the storyline. Mm. Yeah, like I. Mm. Yeah, one of the one of so one of the things that I've done to bring dragons to the table. To make make dragons make it into your game a little easier, is to uh, power down, to lower their power level, to bring down mm. their challenge rating. And how I do that is I drop. I'll either cut their hit dice in half or cut their damage dice in half, um, and maybe reduce uh, some resistances. Get rid of half of their resistances or all of them. Mm. Um, and then you can go ahead and throw a dragon at a group of, you know, level three players, level two players. And if you use a young dragon as a template and then you do like one fourth and then also use their breath weapon once and have their breath weapon do like one fourth of its typical damage. Huh. Uh, that's a, that's a way. And, and it's still going to be very challenging for them, even with a, a young dragon i mean and, and now also there are other you know typically it's kind of like red dragons are the most powerful uh right. and then i think blue then green then black then white i think it's white then black because often you when That's you're racist. facing <laughs> we're talking dragons here man don't cancel me on this <laughs> yeah i think black dragons are the weakest dragon. <laughs> I think that might be accurate. I wasn't out of his sure. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, I did that for a low-level party. Um, they, I expected them to find him in the town he was hiding in mm. between level 1 and level 5. Uh, and most groups would find him around level 2, something like that. And he was a black dragon, a young black dragon with his health cut in half i think it reduced his ac by one or two mm. just to make him a little bit more hittable and then i reduced uh his resistances to like just piercing or something like that just mm. bludgeoning 
just so that uh, he's a little more damageable. And then I, I reduced his breath weapon from whatever it is. It's a lot of damage to like one fourth or one half of that. And then I only used it once. I didn't bother trying to recharge it because, yeah, if I can use a breath weapon on a group of adventurers twice, uh, even at one fourth, it's they're pretty much toast. So, hmm. um, and I gave it. I brought him in. Uh, not only was he powered down in that way, but I brought him in uh, with dialogue first. So he talks. To, he he appears and he speaks to the group. Right. Yeah. So whether or not they fight the dragon is up to the group. It's not so much mm. guaranteed. I feel like that. that can make such a difference, especially like, as you mentioned, dragons have this sort of enigma about them that like they are these near penultimate beings, like extremely powerful, extremely old wise and like masters of magic. So having interactions to be able to begin without it immediately going into combat, I think is a good way to kind of circumvent that. Like if your players are more on the hesitant side, thinking like, oh God, this is a dragon. Like I really got to be careful. Then you can still give them a venue to interact and engage with the dragon without having to feel like that they, you know, they're going to come out of it charred to a crisp. Although, you know, depending on what dragon it is. Frozen, melted, uh, <laughs> poisoned, <laughs> the like. Yeah, I, I think if, a, if the group doesn't know they're going in, they're going to meet a dragon in the next whenever, I think you should definitely not have a dragon show up without it talking first. If they don't know mm. that they're going to encounter a dragon, you should have the dragon speak to them first. Even if he's telling them how he's going to eat them or, you know telling them to leave or die or whatever it is, even if it's hyper aggressive, mm. what he's saying, uh, you should have them say something first to give the, the group a chance to kind of have that moment of, Oh my gosh, this is a dragon. Yeah. Even um, like if you're in those sort of like dynamic roles and conversations, you could even have it happen that they give you like a quest Yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh making dragons part of your world, showing their intelligence, showing their the the, the complexity of what a dragon is and, and mm. how they they shape and form the world and impact it uh through through the way they talk. So um yeah. I I would say that this is important. Our next kind of point here is how to role play a dragon. So uh, a yeah. little bit is, you know, a voice, a good voice can go a long way. If you are playing online, which most of us are these days, but if you're playing online, you can use voice mod. It's, a, mm. it's an app, not a sponsor. Download voice mod and then you can uh, pipe your audio into Zoom or Discord or Roll20, wherever you're role playing online. And then you can have it change your voice to give you that deep, gravelly, you know, angry dragon voice. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I'd say even if you're not the most vocally apt person, there's always, even just the slightest distinction that you can make makes a difference. Like, by varying yeah. your own voice and practicing at voices, like, you know, even just saying some of the lines as your character, like, you know, you don't have to actually have things written down for them, but just saying things to yourself as that character and practicing that way can be really helpful before you come into like contact with a big character mm. like a dragon yeah yeah and I, I like to role play the dragons differently so like red dragons i give them that kind of really angry very aggressive very hyper you know almost primal anger kind of you know superiority and i make their voice like deep and like you know, who shall tremble in my path? You know, they're kind of like, whoa, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. whatever, which is also really hard on your voice, which is why I recommend <laughs> voice mod. <laughs> because, yeah, that that conversation will not be long with that dragon. <laughs> if, if, you're, if you've got to do that voice, because you will soon be like, 
he shall, I need some water. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be hoarse the next <laughs> Quick, <day>. take your actions. He's, <laughs> he's casting something. <laughs> um, blue dragons, I like to show their cunning and their intelligence in uh, kind of talking slower. Mm. Kind of more elegant, more poised, more more reserved in their lawful evilness, you know, kind of, uh, you know, hello, who dare come to my passage? Mm. What is it that you require? You know, uh, less, less gravel, less anger, less, you know, fire and brimstone, more calculated, more accuracy, right? Yeah. More, more, yeah. And more planned and less boastful, less arrogant. Uh, and then green dragons are known as like tricksters. They're kind of like Loki in a sense. They're yeah. supposed to be slippery and whatever. So I like to add in a little bit of kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like, almost serpent-like, right? Yeah, I totally yeah. imagine green dragons having that kind of snake-ish. I'll tone. cut you a deal. Yeah, yeah. Let's play a game. <laughs> yeah. Cool slithered into my lair. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, simple, but easy and straightforward. And it communicates kind of that, you know, the devil, right? The serpent's mm-hmm. tongue kind of don't trust what he says because uh, he's tricking you or lying to you or, or duping you in some way. He's going to betray you or double play you or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's also good to come through in their language, right? So if you are if you have like an ancient dragon, you could have them use like, you know... Um, like shakespearean english shakespearean english exactly oh yeah. man because it's like they're so old like who hath entered my dungeon must longeth for death and it's like huh it's like well because he's super freaking old yeah <laughs> i think it definitely adds a bit more to the mysticism as well like you're playing in a fa- medieval fantasy campaign to have a creature to express that be an actual dragon i feel like that's that's such a yeah. good flavor thou art about to make a great and powerful mistake <laughs> thy error shall ripple through the airways carrying shame down thine path as far as thou can see <laughs> exactly yeah. um white dragons I make them very, very curt, very, very short, very uh, frank, no charisma, no kind of very, mm. not not that they're not intelligent, but just very, very, very base level of interaction. Yeah. Um, white dragons are like predatory predators. They see, they really see the world kind of in a more of like a bestial way. And so they're kind of, less interested in politics and dynamics and stuff like that. So they would just be kind of like one answer, you know, one, one word answers kind of a stuff. Um, mm. Very straightforward, simple questions. <laughs> yeah. Not, not in a way that would elude to them being dumb. Cause you don't want your players to think like, Oh, this one's stupid. Oh, we can yeah. probably outsmart it. <laughs> right. Because right. it's like, no, they're not, they are definitely the dumbest of the dragons, but they're not dumb. They still have like a plus 13. I mean, a, a 13 or something like a plus two or whatever to their intelligence. So they're not dumb. They're just, right. they're, they're the least smart of the smart dragons. <laughs> yes. Uh, sure. But also the, they're the most aggressive in the predatory way. A, a red dragon is aggressive in a way that it, it wants to assert its dominance and show you its power and, and have you fear it and revere it. Where a white dragon is about efficiency and it's like going for the kill kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, mm, so, it. you know, get off my territory. Mm. Um, I kind of like to go for kind of like a whispery thing because it's like the howling winds of the cold mountains. Oh. Yeah. Who are you? Mm. Um. Yeah. Black dragons. Uh, I kind of go for. They are curious. Uh, they want power, but they don't have it. Mm. They're kind of the the runt of the <laughs> dragon community, and so they're they're trying their best to be impressive and to be powerful. 
but they haven't got the confidence always. So I like them to, you know, I'll kill you all. Wait, well, I'll kill most of you. Not because he, <laughs> you know, I'll leave one of you alive to tell of my tale. You know, so and then kind a of flourish uh, of the tail. <laughs> not literally. Maybe literally. Uh, no, no, I, I, that's an interesting concept. I never looked at black dragons that way. Like, I definitely see them more as, like, they are certainly the runts of the dragons, but I feel like they, like, the way that I imagine black dragons is more of, like, a herd mentality because black dragons from what i've read often like live in packs of two or three um like their numbers are more like i i would almost play it as like the black dragons are sort of like they speak for one another like even when it's just one of them it's like we will not speak with you Unless you show your turn and respect. I like that. I think that's a cool idea. Definitely something to distinguish them from the rest without making them seem... Again, you want your dragon... I don't know what you want, but I would suggest for you to make your dragons uh, powerful seeming, you know? <laughs> mm, absolutely. Um, and it's... You, so you have to be careful if if you're... Like with the the dragon second guessing themselves or correcting themselves again you don't want to communicate <laughs> um like low intelligence hmm. just just that they are you know that maybe a lack of confidence hmm. um or that oh no overcompensation i think that's a good way to put it yeah sometimes yeah someone can be very powerful and still very overcompensating <laughs> yeah yeah it's all about their perspective yeah. I am a tremendous dragon, okay? The greatest greatest dragon of all time. I'm really... I've got a lot of gold in my hoard. Like, a lot. Like, you you wouldn't even know yeah. how much. I started my dragon hoard with a small loan of a million gold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see, I'm a dragon. I've, uh, I've taken control. I know what I'm doing. You know, I, it's been so long since I've heard him. Thank God. Um, yeah. So, yeah, how they speak literally is in tone of voice and, and the, the kind of words they use, but also the kind of language they use, hmm. um, like more elegant or regal, uh, kind of the upper speak, as though they, they spend a lot of time speaking to kings, queens, and gods kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and less time speaking with the, the low, the, the rabble, the little... Um, and, and I mean, that might also be perfect having you know, a black dragon use, uh, more like commoner speech because he spends more time around commoners and stuff. Yeah. Even giving him like a little like cockney accent or something or like, I don't know. So like make him swear more. <laughs> yeah. You fucking imbecile. <laughs> Get out of my swamp. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Donkey. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, those are, those are little ways. Uh, I, I also like when role-playing dragons um, to show off their anger or something as, like, uh, their breath weapon in 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 air, in the air. So when you're speaking mm-hmm. to a red dragon, when he gets angry, the room gets hot. Or uh, when you're speaking to a red, uh, a, bl- a blue dragon, your hair stands up on your arms as you feel like the static electricity mm. in the air. You, you feel, you know, or you you hear like buzzing in your ears, or uh, you know, stuff like that. Stuff that communicates that kind of thing. Um, green with... dragons, like a plume of green smoke dribbles out of his his maw, and you like a, yeah. a foul stench fills the air. Yeah, like your nose, your nose burns, uh, mm. your eyes water. Uh, as is the 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 acid or poison or whatever it is. No, no, the greens are poison, so it's the noxious fumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
uh, and then cold, yeah, the cold dragon is just the white dragon's getting cold. Is you know you're talking, you can feel your hands beginning to get numb. Oh, that'd be really cool. Like y- you have a sort of situation where any time that the ice dragon comes, like people start seeing their breath, and that's how you know it's exactly. about to attack. Yeah. Oh, that's so exactly. Cool. Or you see red dragons, like everyone's like, man, it's hot in here, sweating <laughs> so much. Jeez. But it's like oh, my balls are stuck to my leg. <laughs> oh God, that's uh, that's the legendary ball stick. <laughs> I'll stuck to your leg. A red dragon is in our presence, man. <laughs> At attention. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Oh, that's so good. Did you say it's cold? <laughs> it's July. Yeah, I can see my breath. Um, yeah, you know, black dragons would, would be, uh... You said it smells like someone farted in here? Shit! There's a green dragon in our midst! Yeah. It's like, that's not a yeah, dragon, Yeah, yeah, you can also Jerry. describe red dragon, uh, is like sulfur. Mm. Right? That's like a Brimstone, yeah. Mm-hmm. That sort of... Um... Sulfury smell. Just think of those kind of things, uh, that can really help bring the the impressive nature of a dragon Mm. um or you can go the other direction if you want them to not be so frightening and impressive and great and magical and amazing you can just be like you know you can bring up how typically you'd expect those things but they're not (laughs) they're not occurring around this dragon yeah and uh you know you guys know as 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 seasoned adventurers, that means that this is probably a young dragon or something like that mm. to put your players at ease. I would say if you want to put your players at ease, but you don't want to like necessarily weaken the dragon itself, you could give it some humanizing traits. Like, let's say you go and you like your characters bump into a dragon and it's sleeping and you wake it up instead of it immediately like riling up and you see it scales for like maybe it can be like oh man god really weird dream last night like hawk a or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah just little things i i think that's a cute idea the it (laughs) you Waking a sleeping dragon, he's like, "Oh, it's been a hundred years already." You know? <laughs> you know, checking like the this like huge candle on the wall to see how far it's drew. Five more days. Five more days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you could even like have a dragon be like easily distracted. You know, that's not necessarily dumb, but it maybe it's got like ADHD or something, or like it was it's constantly thinking about something else. Maybe the dragon has a fondness for a serpent, a certain type of creature, thinking that they're cute. Um, like ways to make, uh, or like have it be easily offended by something, and not in a, like an outrage way, but like, a, oh, it really hurts, man. Like wow, like yeah. real cool. Oh, you just you think oh a dragon, and you know, oh, run, it's gonna eat us or something. It's ridiculous. I don't eat gnomes. <laughs> it's gross. It's really gross. You like, it's really demeaning of you. <laughs> it's very presumptuous. <laughs> yeah. To think, to think, to just immediately come to the conclusion. Mm-hmm. Oh, just because I'm a green dragon, I stink. I I take my hygiene very well, like very seriously. All of you know. Yeah, I don't eat any asparagus. <laughs> I only eat people. My poison breath smells like flowers and dandelions. <laughs> Someone that'd be a really funny character, like a like a green dragon who's really conscious about how he smells, so he's constantly like wearing perfumes and like <laughs> putting on body spray and deodorant. <laughs> yeah. Don't smell poisonous at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh... And that that's that's a good way to do it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be something just something small. Just I mean, these are are great tactics for any characterization when you know giving them some sort of a flaw 
is mm. a great way to make them to 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 show their their normal that they're less than than grand even though they're ancient mm. um or you can have them be unfamiliar with something it's also an interesting technique yeah yeah and they're asking questions well where'd you get that how mm. does that work huh interesting um very or just having simple needs and wants like a green dragon and be like oh i just i just want you to get rid of those bees like i don't know whatever it is just something something that it's like oh well the real reason he's doing this is because yeah the the farmers honey farms or whatever (laughs) are bothering him a lot because now they're the honeybees are messing up his his grove or something and he's like mm. constantly getting stung by honeybees it's like, <laughs> yeah it's just really annoying mm-hmm. i try to poison them but even more come and usually they just fall asleep and then get back up again <laughs> yeah uh, uh yeah definitely characterize your dragons if you can or if you like if you're using them as bbegs the characterization can come more with like backstory and Mm. like writing something that's convincing having them have traumatic and like heartbreaking experiences i was thinking when you said backstory i mean like like uh npcs talking about them i thought that's what you meant (laughs) oh i mean yeah that too like but no no i was i was more speaking to if you want to try and like humanize them or, or make them more approachable give them a sort give them as much backstory as any other character uh but yeah it, it, go more into that like rumors about dragons yeah yeah like rumors and stories and stuff like that so people are like oh well we of course we always set up the offering altar every year because and then they give this long story about how whatever and they're like yeah one one year we thought we would just use the offering altar to hire people to kill the dragon and we hired all these we hired a small army and you know well they were all killed and the the dragon you know made us do horrible things and killed all of our you know pets or i don't know something or better yet they're like he actually accepted all the dead soldiers as an offering uh because he got to eat them all so we actually got off clean on that one. <laughs> yeah so just something that that communicates like oh this is not a moment this is not us saying uh go ahead and try to save this town and stop the offering from being collected this year it's <laughs> it's because your players might ex- think that that's a, like a side quest or I guess better yet, you can have like a destroyed altar with like burn, burnt whatever everywhere. And it's like, what's that? Like, oh, that's that was where the dragon received his offering. And then you tell the story. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, putting putting a challenge out like that for your players is, oh, is man. Uh, something they just can't refuse. Yeah, that's like you got to give that late game. You're not getting that to your level two, level three party. Even if, if even if the entire party is like packing up. I mean, the entire town is packing up to leave and they just leave the offering in the center of town and they're like, all go to this cave or something to wait it out. The party is still going to want to stay behind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They just can't help it. They're just going to be too interested. So, yeah. In which case, you got to be ready. Hmm. But I think that's a good point. You know, um, showing the world how, why is this dragon, you know, uh, an evil source in the world and it's kind of how is he impacting the, the locals the how is he impacting mm. you know cities and governments are, are are is the major the biggest major city you know giant and walled to these massive walls and covered in giant harpoons and stuff like that to try to ward off the the red dragon or the ancient green dragon whatever it is the dragon from from messing with them yeah are they are they a coastal town is the city built into the side of a mountain what's the deal yeah definitely like i think taking into account where this dragon is coming from how long it's been that the dragon's been around like maybe this is the first dragon sighting in like centuries 
And that's why people are so terrified about it is because for so long people haven't seen dragons, they've fallen into legend. Or maybe it's they're so common that they're seen as like political leaders, you know, like maybe yeah. they pay homage to the dragon for protection from other dragons. And like, even though it's not really like a thing that you can choose to do, at least there's some semblance of peace given like, yes, we pay taxes to the dragon so that everything's fine. It's just the way that the world works. Yeah. Yeah. At least, at least with, uh, you know, us being ruled by this evil dictator dragon guy, uh, his boundaries, the borders of our, our Island country, whatever are clear. Mm. And, um, you know, no one's going to try to come in and clean up uh, <laughs> our town and, 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 and clean us out of all of our goods. Yeah, no. If, I mean, squeaky, shiny, <laughs> clean. You know, saying all of these words for no particular reason is really making me think of our sponsor today. Do you mind if I, you mind if I run the ad? Yeah, man. Let's, let's hear about our, our, our sponsor, OxyShine. Hi, Billy Mason here with the new OxyShine Metal Armor. Has this ever happened to you? You walk into battle with your armor gleaming and walk out with it looking like cobalt dung? It's rusty, it's dirty, it's bloody, and it just doesn't shine. Well, not anymore. With new OxyShine Steel Armor, you'll never have to worry about looking bad out of battle again. Slay your enemies in style, and with so much gleam, you'll be practically blinding them. With our brand new offer, you can get a second OxyShine Steel Armor set for a small creature or smaller for free with every OxyShine Armor purchase. That's right, you heard me, free. F-R-E-E, -E, free. And no, this isn't an illusion spell. This is the real deal. No smells, no mess, guaranteed. For only nine installments of $19.99, you can get your OxyShine Steel Armor today. And if you order with the code NOSYDRAGIN, you can get the Oxy Wand free. Cleaning better than over half of the current brand prestidigitation wands. Call 1-800-OXSHINE to get this exclusive deal. Don't just shine it, OxyShine it. OxyShine armor does not cause blindness in your enemies. OxyShine does not have resistance to acid damage or fire damage despite it being clean after such encounters. OxyShine is a cursed armor that cannot be removed once done. Wow. Oh, man. I gotta say, OxyShine is my go-to party armor. Like, if I have to go to a fight and then, like, a royal gala afterwards, it's my pick for sure. Mm. Man, I would go halvesies on you with a suit. You can keep the suit. I just want the Oxy wand. <laughs> really i mean you could still get a suit for yourself because it it does have i'm i'm technically a small creature so you could get the, no, the the normal sized armor and then i could get the free small one well i don't i don't wouldn't need it i mean i would if they made the oxy shine uh for gargantuan creatures then i i would i would go for that one but. oh gotcha yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, yeah, the Oxy one, the fact that they just throw that in there, I still have like two Oxy ones in my, like at all times in my kitchenware. It's like, it's so convenient. Anytime doing dishes, it's just bam. I need some of those. Help me clean up the bar. <laughs> I've been noticing your mugs have been getting a little, uh, a little bit. My wand of precipitation is okay from uh, Fulgury's magical mundanities, but mm -hmm. I could. Uh, could use a little upgrade. Yeah. Oxymon's the way to go. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of upgrade, uh, I'm not going to mention something that has nothing to do with upgrades. Are, are dragons <laughs> in your world magical or natural? Mm. Uh, so what I mean by that is like, you know, are, do are they naturally inclined to magic? Do they, do they know certain spells? Would a dragon know like counter spell or something like that? Mm. Um, or in addition, are their breath weapons magical? Are are is the acid, fire, cold, fire? My uh, said fire, uh, lightning damage that their breath weapons do is that an elemental thing? Is like a natural thing? Like oh, yeah. well, you see the dragon 
you know, rubs the particles in his body and it creates a severe static whatever, or, hmm. you know, they've got the coil muscle in their abdomen that, that expands and contracts rapidly and pr- produces a lot of static electricity with yeah. a spinning whatever. <laughs> they've got like an actual like gas that builds in a certain gut chamber that when it reacts to like a spark on their tongue, it ignites and turns into flame. Yeah. Yeah. So is it like that or is it magic? So if you have a dragon in an anti-magic field, does his breath weapon not work because it's magical? Mm. Or is it to still work because it's fine? Does do your players that have magical resistance to resistance to magical damage, do they take half damage from a dragon's breath weapon? Or do they take uh full damage because it's it's natural? It's not magical. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like either way that you play it, it has it, both of them are very, very powerful, but in very different ways. Because if it's natural magic, or like if it if it's caused naturally, then the amount of things that are resistant to it actually, I feel, go down. Um, like you have to be yeah. like if it's if a dragon is breathing fire, and creatures have magical resistance, that doesn't mean that they're going to have dragon fire resistance. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, it also, I think it definitely connects them more to being like sort of, um, you can play them in more of a primordial way. Like they are sort of the centers of their like respective um, elements. Like you're going to find a red dragon in a, like a lava, like in a volcano. Yeah, like to that food. note... Are is is your are your dra- if your dragons are magical? If a white dragon picked a mountain to live in, that mountain would become a snowy peak, potentially, mm. right? Yeah. Where if you're doing natural, you're find a white dragon in a snowy mountain peaks because that's where he's most comfortable. And the same with a red dragon. A red dragon would be in a volcano, or does a red dragon moving into a mountain make it a volcano? <laughs> a volcano yeah. Just, from just by being there. Because yeah. if you look at dragons, if you look at ancient dragons uh, block, stat block in the, the monster manual, it shows you their layer effects. Uh, and it says like certain effects will go away after the dragon dies. Like this this many days, these things will leave the, the local environment. So that mm. tells me that they're magical. Like the mountain, the mountain being volcanic is because the dragon is there. Right. Um, so I think that it, it's kind of both. It's kind of like, well, yeah, a red dragon might be more attracted to a naturally volcanic area, mm. and he makes it extra volcanic by being there. Uh, but he can still pick a regular place and then in, make it magical with his presence. Yeah, I feel like inherently speaking, dragons are magical from the way that they're written in the Monster's Manual and the way that they're depicted throughout the various books from Wizard of the Coast. And I think a great point on this is how the hell are dragons able to fly like they are huge lizard-like creatures their wings are way too small in order to provide lift it's got to be magic that's carrying those bad boys it's got to it just you have a a dragon fly through anti-magic field and it like starts to fall (laughs) yeah yeah what's happening <laughs> just flapping like crazy i well i don't know as, as much as i say that it is i think definitely to the discretion of the dm if you want to make your dragons more natural and like just have them be more connected to the natural world go for it absolutely make those discre- like those designations if you can kind of play it a little bit more as if like um like a bit like monster hunter uh the monster hunter game series where yes there are dragons there are wyverns there are creatures and they are intelligent but they're also very connected to more animalistic ways they have migration patterns they have like mating rituals things that kind of distinct them as their own like animalistic creatures and i think hey, commoners have migration patterns too okay they all go on vacation <laughs> in the winter 
All right, all right, but you know what I mean. To warmer climates. <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. I don't know. I think that you you can play it in in various ways depending. I, on I how see you mating rituals in this this in every night. People come to this bar. <laughs> uh, mm, I'm just kidding. You're my only patron. That's what I was gonna say. I'm like, <laughs> I I haven't done anything in this in. I'll have you know. Uh, and if I have, I blame your drinks because I don't remember it. Yeah, you know, a common thing about dra- mag- dragons being ma- dragons, dragons <laughs> being magical, um, is that uh, with with metallic dragons, they can shape change uh, when they become ancient dragons. They can mm. change what they look like, but chromatic dragons actually cannot. Uh, and I think that's oh. I don't I'm not sure if it's because it's like oh well. I don't know where it comes from, but it's kind of like it. It should. I think that's something you can. You should kind of try to stick to, uh, because it it communicates. You don't have to worry like, oh, is this person I'm talking to actually a dragon? Like, is the king of Neverlandia? Like, is is that a red dragon in disguise? And it's, yeah. Well, pro- probably not. I mean, um, in the Critical Role TV show. Uh, in the first episode or whatever, they they fight a, a blue dragon that is that is a politician, mm. uh, and it's like oh, well he can transform into a, a human looking person, and it's just like yeah, I guess I don't know it, it whatever fits your campaign setting if you if you want them to be able to turn into people. I, I've definitely also done that in my campaigns using uh, chromatic dragons, allowing ancient chromatic dragons to transform into people as well it's just because sometimes they're just so gargantuan is just so large yeah it's hard to it's fit just really just about difficult anywhere. yeah mm. you know and that, and that's partly why i uh run this in in this human show form <laughs> i could i could build a, i can afford to build a building uh that's big enough for me to be behind the, the bar but <laughs> It would be a little inconvenient. Yeah, for everyone else, like I don't want to have to climb up the stairs to get my drinks. Well, I would build the the tavern like four stories down, and then I would just have my head right at the bar level, <laughs> and use mage hand to surf drinks. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's pretty novel. I I don't know. You'd have to. You'd that'd be pretty hell with planning and zoning, though. Like you'd have to go through a lot of hoops to get a space that big and. You know, there's traffic and road regulations, things like that. Yeah. Mm. But uh, it's a lot harder to clean the little spaces. So. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I've gotten, uh, gotten accustomed to this form that you've taken now. Uh, as far as dragons... Yeah, <laughs> okay, I wonder cool. if I can even change back at this point. <laughs> oh, gods. Oh, yikes. That's, uh, that's something pretty uh. Um, As far as chromatic dragons shape-changing like into humanoids i think like 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 you said you got to be careful with it because i mean there's the factor of like is this person i'm talking to a chromatic dragon but there's also the fact that that's an easy way to humanize them too like i think something that makes dragons really like impressive and exciting is their size and it's the Mm. fact you know the form that they take and I think it's almost more so compelling if you can have, if your chromatic dragon is making a dealing with someone, like you have to take into effect that they're also very prideful creatures who place dragons above all other beings. Like that's something that's expressively written for red dragons, but I believe it's true for all the other chromatic dragons as well, is that it makes sense logistically that they would not want to lower themselves down to as puny and pathetic a form as a humanoid when mm. they are already I think that's a good idea. Perfect being. So you can have like they do transform into people but they're like always large category or very tall, very big. Yeah. And they might still retain horns. Their eyes might still look draconic. They might still have sharp teeth. They might have claws on their hands. So more mm. of like Almost like a werewolf, <laughs> were a were dragon. Yeah, like they look—they're clearly still quite draconic. Like they have a tail, mm-hmm. 
or maybe they turn into like a half dragon looking creature or a dragonborn looking creature. So they're still very heavily draconic in, in style and look that's not lost on anyone. Yeah. Yeah, They might still have wings, something like that, but, uh, because they're, they're too prideful to 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 give up yeah, their form they, entirely. They want to be seen and and felt as a dragon. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah, that would be a great thing to do for chromatic dragons that they can turn into, uh, you know, half dragons with wings or something like that. So mm-hmm. they look like fully draconic. They look like a dragonborn. Uh, was why I say half dragons because half dragons have tails and wings. Dragonborns <laughs> don't. Uh, well, like, half dragons can have wings. Don't say wings. So um, yeah, I think like. And they're a large category, mm. so still still big, uh, but not so big that they're too big to fit into most areas and things like that. I think yeah, it's a, a nice little way around. Uh, mm. Overall, like the number one you want to think about is flavor, like how you want to flavor the dragons for taking what forms they take. Personally, I think I flavor red dragon with like a lot of spicy stuff. I use a lot of cayenne pepper, chili powder. <laughs> wow. I come in here with a dragon egg in the morning and you're like, oh my God, you're gross for eating dragons. And here you are talking about spices. <laughs> hey man, if I kill a red dragon in combat. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh God. You know how much people will pay for red dragon meat? <laughs> Look. When you start serving it on the menu, that's when I'll start paying for it. But not a moment so, before. <laughs> Red dragon meat is actually kind of strange. You have to cook it in reverse. You actually have to cool it down. Because <laughs> it's it's molten. That's it's so, so freaking hot. So you're like putting it putting red dragon meat on like ice. Mm. Now that's what I call flavor. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a reverse sear right there. <laughs> that's cannibalism. Is it cannibalism? Yeah. I'd say, I, th- I think so. Uh, I, th- I think so. I, I mean, they're, they're different enough. It would be kind of like, I think it'd be like humans. This is going to sound pretty racist from coming from a gold dragon, <laughs> but I think it'd be like humans eating monkeys, chimpanzees or gorillas. So I know said like fish eating other kinds of fish, like an octopus eating a fish or something, but like, no, no, no. no. I, I want you to, to know that they're less than metallic. Dragons. Oh, <laughs> great. Okay, cool. Yeah, see the 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 Bahamut when he created <laughs> dragons. Hey, this All is time. something that you guys should think about in your campaign is what are the interactions between chromatic dragons and metallic dragons? Like are there is there like a war going on between them? Do they just kind of steer clear of each other? Is it very territorial? Are there mixed color dragons? Like do the the color dragons get along with one another? Is there like a secret relationship between like a chromatic dragon and a metallic dragon? You know, mm. is there something like these are all kind of things that you want to take into account when it comes to dragons, because these are things that your characters are going to be really excited to find out. Most likely. Yeah. Draconic culture. Um, mm. There is draconic culture that you can go find. I'm not sure where it's from. It might be from like Dragon Magazine issue, whatever. I don't know. But mm. Uh, there is like a lot of stuff about draconic culture. There's this thing about like blue dragons have like something kind of close to like an emperor that all the blue dragons listen to this one blue dragon. Um, and that, that kind of re- 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 uh, reflects their lawful nature. Um, green dragons will kind of have like a fey court kind of a thing where there's like a few people like princes of power kind of a thing. Uh, but they're always kind of trying to one up each other and and <laughs> strip away the badges of authority and steal from each other and things like that. Yeah. It's very chaotic. I think culture. that's where I heard about the black dragons um, having a very like almost swarm mentality or like very very tightly packed within their 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 families their their groups and uh, oh, operating gosh. more as a group. Well, this world is not big enough to have. <laughs> It's a swarm of flags. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Goodness gracious. Um, where red dragons have like one dictator type, you know, leader at the top, fascist leader kind of a thing where the other dragons all hate and fear mm. the powerful, most elder red dragon. 
um, kind of like uh, like lions, right? Like the male lion chases away all the other male yeah. lions and, and hoards the female lion. So something like that, something that shows like this, you know, Very hatred. Dominance and, and like fear. Yeah, control. like a Sith kind of culture, like from Star Wars, where they're always trying to like kill their way up the ladder. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably why there's not a ton of retraction. <laughs> Always, uh, there, there's man. a lot of infighting and a lot of yeah. vying to be the most powerful red dragon. They already believe as red dragons that's their birthright that they're better than all the other dragons. Yeah, uh, and so they really only care about the politics between themselves because they, they all the other dragons already don't count for who's the best dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you weren't even the um, like ice dragons are just really isolated. Hmm. They're just very isolated. <laughs> That's me laughing at your joke because it's really so not a lot of culture. <laughs> but every once in a while, they probably all like return to some breeding ground or something. Yeah. To mm. to get laid and then go home. Get down. Yeah. Probably there's probably like some part of some ocean that freezes over and then they all start migrating across mm. like salmon going back to Alaska. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Like, because. Dragons are some sometimes portrayed as like you know they're ancient beings that have been here from the beginning of the time and no one really knows where they came from, but also you, they can be portrayed as like yes they are creatures that make like any other animal. Um, I, I think it's you can kind of portray them how you like. Like you can have dragons have lineages or be like no this chromatic dragon is like one of the first you know maybe like yeah. a couple chromatic dragons were created at the dawn of time and they've been lasting out for robert long or maybe like occasionally an egg will form from an element that causes a dragon to be born like finding what your dragon's origins are i think is also going to reflect how they interact with one another yeah you can even have dramatic, dramatic, dramatic dragons. <laughs> These dragons are just so dramatic. <laughs> you can even have chromatic dragons no. come from hell, <laughs> since Tiamat is a devil queen. Um, oh boy! So you could even have like red dragons are mm. from hell. Like they literally, yeah, are from hell. Like they're not, <laughs> they're not, they're not native to the material plane. You could, mm. you could have like. You know, if you cast Banish or something, or when you kill a red dragon, it like all portal opens up and it gets ripped back into hell, kind of yeah. a thing. Yeah, or the you know, um, or the the flame of fire, the plane of fire, the shadow fell, yeah. or uh, whatever. Some 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 sort of thing that shows that they're like they're not of this. They're literally not of this world. Is something that mm. you could consider as uh, as part of your dragons making like dragon. I mean, dragons are its own type, so like. To just tack on dragon and then devil or demon seems a little <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a it's sort of a thing. I mean, yeah, kind of add to their mystical power. Dragons, sure, definitely. That's that's all like something that you can point to and express in your campaign. And then there are so many adventures like. I think the greatest thing about dragons in D&D are because they're such huge beasts. They're such like powerful creatures that anytime that one is introduced, like it's going to be a point of interest for the party. Like I don't think like there's any particular setting where a dragon's interactions, whether they're peaceful or destructive or like curious that aren't going to catch a party's interest mm. yeah and, and uh i think if you're a player you can even think about uh, how, how are interesting ways you can include dragons in your backstory mm. do you have a dragon as a patron uh do you have a dragon that you know is the thing that killed your family is the dragon the, the reason you're on an adventure now are you hunting mm. them or are you running from them mm. uh, you know is there were you given a quest by a dragon like hey i want you to retrieve this thing or this you know find my egg or whatever yeah maybe you like 
maybe there's something that's like an ancient family heirloom that is trapped in a dragon's hoard, but you're not sure which dragon. So you have to you're venturing out to try and find which one it is. Yeah. Um, other thing you can think about are, are uh, mixed color dragons. Uh, this I think was something D and D like Wizards of the Coast kind of played around with a little bit here and there, mm. like a purple dragon, mm. um, and like you know a yellow yellow dragon and things like that, which is like dragons that are mixed, you know, like a, I don't know what colors specifically, but you know certain dragons teal. mixing yeah teal, teal dragon and uh coming up with like unique breath weapons and vulnerabilities and, and and resistances and uh and and personality types and also can there be mixes between metallic and chromatic dragons mm. you know yeah like a a half gold half red dragon that'd be like rose a, gold rose yeah rose gold dragon <laughs> uh yeah. And uh, what would that? What is that kind of thing creature like? Uh, it's typically not the the thing. Uh, I don't. I can't remember if half if mixed dragons are sterile. I think that's a thing that they mentioned in the yeah. older versions. Yeah, I mean, I know that's the thing in real life. Like all hybrid creatures are usually, if they can be born, they're born sterile. It's a it's a form of like genetic block that happens with mixed creatures. Yeah, because it's like they're similar enough that the DNA stuff combines, but not properly or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's written into the genetic code somewhere. Hmm. But I think yeah. that it's also, you know, it's <laughs> if you can find a way to make it work, it's pretty cool to have like a mixed dragon. Because then you can play a lot more in, into like where that dragon came from, its origin, how people react to that dragon, not knowing what it is. Like mm. maybe you can even play that dragon if it is a mix of chromatic and metallic. Then maybe it's at war with itself, you know, like acting on its like higher good impulses and also its desire for power and dominance. Like yeah. They're or like a green red dragon having a breath weapon that does acid damage then fire damage and it looks like a cloud of acid a, a, a sorry a cloud poisoned poison damage and then fire damage and it looks like like a the cloud of uh, poison goes out and then bursts into flames all yeah. at once oh my god like an explosion kind of a thing mm, so cool yeah or like uh, an ice dragon and a blue dragon could be like this like freezing vaulted like spray of ice and and lightning uh all like essentially a thunderstorm of a dragon like all happening at once yeah like like ice shards that uh, shock you on impact <laughs> yeah um or like maybe it blows like a, a water breath out the first time <laughs> and then the second time does does double damage yeah gives you yeah. like vulnerability to lightning and then it hits you with the lightning damage after you're wet mm. uh, yeah or like yeah it like sprays the floor with water and then lightning breaths the the, the floor mm. uh to do like a cone effect when of lightning damage when they normally just do a uh line effect so yeah that's something interesting to consider as well because the lines and cones are different they uh they meld. I can't imagine like a black dragon and a green dragon. Like I feel like if you had that in your campaign, like you would have to play it that anything around it, like it just lives in a world of rot. Like trees are dying around it. Like the ground around it melts because that's acid and poison. That's a bad combination. Mm. It's a that's like death of the dragon. Yeah, I, I guess you could also bring Tiamat into all this of kind of like, well, why is that not a thing? Mm. And it's probably because it's like Tiamat believes in the perfection of her creation and she's like, don't, do not cross the streams. And so yeah. it's kind of like if you have a child that's mixed of two different 
uh, chromatic dragons, it's like it'll likely be cursed or, uh, or cultists of, of Tiamat will come after them to destroy them because it's like goes against, you know, her design, her her mm-hmm. ideal. Yeah, for sure. Which is interesting. Like, it's also cool to see how Tiamat ties into your campaign. If you know, if you choose to have her be a part of it, like having the chromatic dragons have a more almost religious connection to Tiamat, like praise and worship, whether Tiamat makes an actual appearance in your campaign. I I think a lot of the dragons, my perspective of drag, it would be like just fear. Yeah. The tyranny of, of dragons, right? Like they would just be afraid of Tiamat Mm. and, uh, would it would be a relationship of fear and pain and and dominance and you know kind of avoidance Mm. really Uh, bad home life like really awkward parents like just the worst like (laughs) yeah Mm. i I was thinking more like you know afraid you're 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 in you're a nazi but you were drafted you didn't sign up for it kind of a thing and (laughs) you're like you don't want to be a Nazi, and but you don't want anyone to find out. Oh, geez. That kind of fear. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. Yeah. So, like, they don't speak with Tiamat with reverence or beauty, but one of, of fear and terror. Mm. Uh, and th- their their offerings are, are out of survival, not, <laughs> not, out of not out of dedication. Yeah. Or faith. Which I, you could definitely juxtapose with Baphomet and the metallic dragons, which is in, I, I definitely I'm excited to for our our next conversation because I I I think metallic dragons are just as fun to go into as the uh, way more fun man metallic <laughs> dragons are, they're where it's at <laughs> yeah you're one to talk <laughs> metallic dragons are the best yeah no I can I agree with that. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. created by the divine so it seems That's, that is what's so good <laughs> we'll talk about it we'll talk about it we'll get it all, all right. out on the table mm. uh yeah thanks thanks for hanging out uh listening to our episode yeah uh if if you want if you're if you're watching us on twitch right now thanks yeah. if you'd like to watch us live we record these episodes live you can catch us recording these episodes as they happen in the real time For uh, on on twitch the twitchity twitch twitch.tv uh, forward slash nosy dragon that's ah that's right the link is in the description uh you can also find us on spotify and a bunch of other places you'd find podcasts there's links to all that uh, all over the place on our youtube homepage. Mm-hmm. don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching us on youtube and uh go ahead and leave us get out of my tavern okay all right let it oh shit oh god it's hatching uh uh i'll see you later i'm sorry i didn't mean to bring it in oh god what am i gonna do with a red dragon egg (laughs) he's gonna die